Here we go. It's somehow a week to Christmas. It's Friday, December 18th, and we're here for another episode of the NudgeCast and Nudge Coach Happy Hour with the one and only Matt Gamble over there. I am just another Phil Bean over here. Matt, what's going on? I meant to get my tacky sweater. I completely uh, forgot. I have a really good one, though. I have a really yeah. good one. Yeah, well, you've been talking a lot of trash. We have a, uh, a company uh, tacky sweater competition it's typically the Monday of the week of Christmas, I guess. Yep. yep. So it's uh, next week. It's coming up. So it has been a little tougher this year to kind of get out and plan to uh, raise their raise your game with the tacky yep. sweater, but hopefully we get to see some creativity anyway. I one thing I think it's interesting is I I'm kind of getting a sense this year there's gonna be a lot of use of uh, newborn babies and pets. I think they're going to make more of an appearance in the contest this year as well. Yes, yes. That's definitely part of my plan for sure. Yeah, I've decided if you have a cat, you have to exploit the cat for entertainment. Absolutely. That's the whole mm-hmm. point of putting up with a cat is yeah. to have entertainment on, on the other I side. I keep hoping something's going to make us YouTube famous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to just keep carrying my phone around our household until until it happens. But. <laughs> gonna happen i hope it's one of aslan's drop-ins on the podcast because that's been that's been at least entertaining to me (laughs) for anyone that watched the youtube last week um the cat made an appearance which sometimes she will we've Mm -hmm. seen phil i think we've seen your nephew in one of them before we've seen her dogs barking of course so for sure Um, 2020 man yeah i've got a five-month-old kid i don't know if he's made it on yet i don't think he has though yeah He's been pretty chill for some reason during the, well, yeah. he's usually a daycare this time anyway. That's true. Uh, but yeah, we'll be in South Carolina next week with the in-laws. So it's very possible that that very same nephew will make an appearance again <laughs> if we do record anything. So. Repeat guest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this week, this week has been an interesting week. Um, got a lot of interesting stuff going on as we're getting deeper into product development mode we're getting we're, we're testing some interesting things inside the nudge platform which is getting really exciting getting closer to launch getting yeah closer to launch day dig in folks um if you're on our email list you're going to start getting uh some regular touch points from me about uh little tidbits and bits and pieces of, of the product as they're coming together here as i can really show them in a useful way mm. um so as you get those, feel free to respond, uh, shoot in questions. If you're not on the email list yet, go ahead and go to nudgecoach.com and check us out. Um, but today we were going to talk about something, productizing your coaching offering, mm-hmm. productizing your coaching offering. Um, what we mean by that, um, a couple of people we hope have just been put off by the term productizing to the point where they may or may not be turning off the podcast right now. Give me a chance. Uh, <laughs> There's cringing. I know. Give us a chance, though. Give us a chance. Um, so, should we just just get into it? Or let's jump. I and I look at this topic differently now after our podcast this week. I think there's. I have a new, new lease on life. Maybe a new spin to it in my mind. So, why don't you kick us off, and then I'm going to jump in. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the the shout out needs to happen on this one. So Laura Poberin, who was on the did an interview with us. I think, I think it's going to come out in between Christmas and new year. So look out for that on the podcast, but um, yeah, really great. So I I will let you talk more about how kind of she changed her, maybe changed your perspective a little bit on my life. Maybe. Maybe (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, so productizing your coaching offering, here's what I mean by it. Um, so that we're, we're at least speaking from the same uh, book here, speaking the same language. So um, there are aspects of your coaching that, and especially this tends to be the content that you share. Let's think of the, the, the educational piece of, of your coaching offering um, that it could be beneficial, significantly beneficial to you. In fact, I would argue if you can standardize it and even up to the point of automating bits and pieces of it, uh, but productize it as much as you can for on two sides, this is potentially valuable. One, I would argue in your marketing and your ability to convert clients um, who are interested. And two, in terms of your own management of your business and your time. Um, you know, one of the challenges I think of running a coaching business is that coaching is very hands-on. It's inherently trading time for money. If you're not, um, if you're not careful about it, it is completely trading time for money. You want to do little things if you can. And I, in my opinion, to find those things that you can kind of get off your day-to-day plate in terms of, you know, manual labor for every single client so that you can free up more time to personalize the experience for those clients. And I would argue that some of those things are kind of standardized touch points and content pieces along the journey of a coaching program that you can schedule in advance and deliver so that your regular touch points with clients can be all about guiding them to get to the where, where they want to go. I think a good example of this, which is kind of ironic considering a lot of our partners may be on the health side, but I think like if you look at food franchise businesses like McDonald's, I think there's some some takeaways here, like the the consistency of offering mm-hmm. and product delivery, I think is something just to keep in mind of the whole idea that no matter where you go, when you go to McDonald's or a fast food chain, like you know what you're going to get and there it makes it easy for them to market and sell their products and it helps with like quality control and things like that. So I think if you kind of go about things in the completely different, the opposite extreme where everything is so highly personalized, it may get to a point where people have a really difficult time understanding what your offering is. So you, you kind of have to look for those, I think you call them like flag posts um, or guide posts of, to, to kind of be like the anchors to your actual offering. And I think there's some really logical pieces that we touched on, you know, during the, during the Instagram live session, we were um, highlighting a few, which I guess maybe something we want to touch on here a little bit too, is what do you see as being kind of the obvious places to start with that? Yeah. So, you know, this is, it certainly depends on, on the program you're offering, but you know, there, there are aspects of it, the roadmap, you obviously have something programmatic planned if you're working mm-hmm. with clients and you're sure that you can get them from A to B. Um, it's even if you think you are just absolute magic and it's all a relationship and, and like it's, you're intuiting every step of the roadmap for these people. I guarantee there, there are checkpoints that you're trying to hit on this road with them uh, to get them to where they want to go. So the, the first couple of things that come to mind um, I brought up kind of the, the early phases, you know, onboarding and just after onboarding of a program, mm-hmm. you have very specific, probably pieces of information that you want to educate people on to get them ready for the rest of the coaching relationship that I almost guarantee there's a handful of things that you could pre-schedule and know that a weekend you want them to get this piece of information and two weeks in, it makes sense for them to get this piece of information. And if you can take that off your plate and schedule that out, 
what really happens is instead of trying to package that in with the personalized touch points mm -hmm. you're having with those clients along the road, think of yourself literally typing a message to someone and being like, Ooh, I need to squeeze in this entire educational piece in this topic. And I want to follow up with them on how they've been doing this week. And I'm trying to mold those two things together for every single client I'm talking to. Instead, if you know that content yep. piece is going out and it's taken care of, all of your time can be focused on, on making sure that you can kind of have a personalized touch point focused on the actual progress of that client rather than the mess of content and um, are they actually getting from A to B like they're supposed to. Yeah, and I think it's it's important to always put yourself in the shoes of the client. I think that's something that I wish more and more people would would do because I think sometimes we there's some really obvious places in or obvious times in which we're kind of creating awkward experiences for clients. And this kind of starts touching on some of what I think Laura was touching on during during the podcast regarding um, the whole really the whole idea of making sure you're connecting with clients. And I think this at first. I, and I, like I said, I would encourage everyone to listen to this this episode we did with her because I thought it was really eye opening. And even even things that I think I probably took for granted, I'm I'm kind of reevaluating now. But just that idea that the importance of really building that connection and reading between the lines and really understanding what a person what a person means, and this just kind of gets to the importance of having that balance of framework and and structure with the I guess of fleshing out kind of those gaps between maybe those formalized or standardized touch points with really, you know, intentional touch points in conversation with clients to make sure you're really kind of understanding where they are, what their needs are. I think even from her perspective, she had those six archetypes almost of clients mm -hmm. that she was even then helping use those archetypes to kind of guide that experience that I think there really is that kind of blend. And I know we're kind of on the Instagram talking about is it 80, 20 or 60, 40, mm -hmm. whatever it is in terms of kind of that structure versus that personalization, but it, it is a balance. It's not a hundred percent of one versus the other. Yeah. I think, you know, we've had two people say almost the exact same thing. I, I think they were both actually alluded to family members saying this to two people that do remote coaching very well. Laura did said this and, um, Oh gosh. Who was it who also said this? But the Brittany, um, I think Brittany from OnPoint said something. Brittany, yeah, you yeah. know exactly where I'm going from OnPoint Nutrition. I think so I know Brittany you're... said, you know, it's kind of like communicating remotely, uh, communicating with your client, coaching clients. It's kind of like communicating with your like mother via text message, yeah. right? Like you don't want to hear from her every day, but you, you know, you speak to her in a certain way and it's very like friendly mm -hmm. and relatable. It's not, you know, walls of text and all this other stuff. Um, you're just having a conversation. You have a relationship. Um, and Laura said, it's like texting with your grandmother. So it was like almost the same concept. It's so funny to hear that totally separately from two different people yep. that uh, we've talked to about this, but it really is. The reason I bring it up is it's sort of like you have the kind of educational aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And when you think about texting with your mom or your grandmother, there's not like a lot of informational like educational pieces that you're sending to them during the course of a relation that like that's not connection building or relationship building that's sort of separate and i think you actually want to separate that out a little bit from your like real, what feels like a personal communication um so you want that to be a different thing from the just you know 
Hey, you know, how are you doing? Circling back. I noticed this. Um, what do you want to look at next week? You know, those kinds of things, mm-hmm. which are a more casual conversation, which it should really feel like if you want to build that connection. You touch on something really interesting. I'd be curious to get other coaches thoughts on this, where I, if, if not done right, I do think that content can be a distraction. Um, like oh, yeah. there, there is a right way and a wrong way to kind of weave content. And I know this is something that we've really wrestled with over the past few years as we've kind of been, you know, getting closer to this launch, we have early next year with kind of some of these new capabilities around content automation that there, there is a chance that you're kind of muddying the waters with your own personal touch points with clients. If you are roping a lot of content in with, with those, and it's kind of gets back to really that importance of building that connection. And it was interesting to hear Laura kind of walk through that of just how so many coaches and it, it, it's, I feel like we're, especially in the online coaching space, I think we're very prone to trying to drive efficiency and scalability that I think we really run the risk of coming across as robotic. And I think that's something we touched on in the podcast that I would, anyone who's, who's right now working with clients remotely and using online systems, you know, it could just, could just be text or email. I would absolutely challenge you to take a yeah, hit pause, take a step back and say, Hey, look, if you've been doing it for a while, is there a chance that you have kind of gone down this rabbit hole and what you were doing is becoming robotic in terms of the way it feels? I mean, we were even using the example on the, on that podcast episode of if you were, if your booking process is too efficient, meaning that it's, it's, you're heavily relying on Calendly links, which I, I love Calendly. And I like, it kind of threw me in a loop. Cause I was like, Oh my God, you're right. Like if we're, if we are overly reliant on some of these systems from a client perspective, it may almost come across as like, you're, is this actually a coach or a bot on the other end? So there's a balance there and making sure that it does feel almost inefficient in ways to feel like it's actually a real person. And it's something yeah. that like, I think we all need to like hit, hit pause and think about this for a minute. No, it's a great point. Um, and yeah, it's really the, the push and pull of the nature of coaching, which is, you know, all about this relationship building is so critical to making coaching work. And also the, you know, the idea of, of being able to scale yourself enough to have a effective uh, business that you can, you know, grow and, mm-hmm. and hit the goals that you want to and, and live a lifestyle that you want to. It's not just, you know, revenue, right. It's making sure you're not mm-hmm. on calls 24 seven with clients. Cause you can get yourself on the hamster wheel. So how do we strike the balance of, okay, I want to, I want to educate. I want to have personal connections. How can I do that in a way that I can grow into and, and live the lifestyle I want? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And it's, it's funny. Cause after that conversation, I'm now like thinking like, Oh God, now we should, we need to be more, me be more inefficient. We need to like, you know, <laughs> swing the pendulum the complete other way around now. It's like, um, I don't know. It, it It's interesting. Cause you know, we talked a little bit about, on, I think a, a past couple of weeks, we talked about kind of coaching, moving online coaching, moving forward and kind of where it started and where it's going. And we talked about how, you know, simple technologies like text and email and like Facebook groups were, were, you know, key components maybe. And, you know, moving forward, there's much more kind of niche systems specific to coaching and community building and things like that. But it, it, it's worth asking ourselves, you know, as we go down that path, I guess it's maybe just important to make sure that we're not losing sight of that whole idea of connection and, um, you know, personalization and, and making sure it's, you know, we're not creating robotic experiences or fully automated experience. It, it does have to be a blend and a balance. 
Um, so I don't know, this is maybe more for, um, you know, solution creators, I guess, in the space or platform builders, but it's, this is something will be interesting to see where this all goes, because I, I have a fear that in the next five years, you start seeing a blend between kind of automated or AI coaching experiences versus real coaching type offerings. And to the point where consumers get frustrated and lose trust in whether or not there's ever a person on the other end. And mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else has been thinking like this, but I, I look at some of the services that are out there and I think it's almost a slippery slope in some cases. Well, it, it definitely has been so far. I mean, I think we've seen things like that um, yeah. that are trying to go too far with technology come and fail since we've been in business, right? We've yeah. seen kind of cycles of these types of companies that are trying to deliver coaching at scale in a way that's literally is robotic. It's literally like yeah. AI pushing little messages constantly throughout the day and driving people crazy. And I think there's a place for it. Like, I think, I think if, I guess it gets kind of gets back to the stages of change where like, if you're a person who's already, you know, fairly motivated, you maybe just need kind of that little reminder from day to day. Like, I think that can work. I think you really, you know, for some people, that's probably all you need and you can make an impact there. But I just think for the majority of people, that's, that's just not enough. Those that really, you know, are looking to get into coaching, it's generally for the human accountability. It's not because you use a certain technology or you have a super cool website or anything like <laughs> that. It's, it's generally because it's you on the other end. And I think that's where, um, like I said, it'll be interesting to see. And hopefully with the additional innovations that we see in the space, we're not losing sight of that. So I think when we're, whenever we're talking about like productizing offerings, there's, there's absolutely a way in which to do this, that there's kind of a right way and a wrong way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would think of it more as a positioning exercise, right? It's when I say productize your program, productize your offering. What I mean is productize your program, not productize yourself. Um, there's oh, an interesting, good differentiation. Important, important differentiation there. And, and it takes me back to something really interesting that uh, Sarah from Abundalicious said not too long ago, where she was drawing this line between what she called the act of coaching and the content of coaching. Yep. And what we're productizing is the content of coaching. What we're not touching is the act of coaching. In fact, successfully productizing the content of coaching gives you more time to focus on the act of coaching and building the relationship yep. and, and deepening connection. That should be the goal is to spend time, whether it's fully automating or scheduling in advance, spend time automating the things that you can to buy time for the things that can't be automated, right? The, you are, as a coach, you're always kind of the, the special sauce and the true value of the mm-hmm. program, taking your experience to get help someone else get from A to B like they're trying to. So can you productize the program elements so that you can deliver more personalization yourself? God, those are some great sound bites, man. Did you rehearse that? That was just... Of course, man. Well, that's what the practice lap on Instagram is about. <laughs> I don't think you even dropped those sound bites. That, that's phenomenal. No, I, and, that, and joking aside, like I think you are, that is so true. And I think that's maybe, I, I don't know if, I feel like coaches maybe lose sight of that. And it's something where, I don't know if, if we kind of get drunk on our own processes and, and, you know, the idea that we can kind of have help our business kind of run itself. And then that mantra of like, you know, are you working on the business or in the business and there, mm-hmm. there's something here, but I, I am, and everyone knows this, a huge advocate of the mantra, do things that don't scale. 
And I think it's something where, especially as you are, if you are earlier on getting into online coaching, remote coaching, you can learn so much from really kind of putting the hours in and trying to really understand all the little intricacies of your business before automating them, but it's automating the content layer. And I think that's a really important piece. It's you're not automating yourself because then you're just turning yourself into a robot and that's ridiculous. That so ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. So I think it's, this may sound, I don't know, this probably sounds like a, like, a, you know, like splitting hairs in some way, but I think it is a really important exercise to be going through occasionally of like really looking at your business as a whole and thinking, you know, what progress have I made? You know, where have I automated and think asking yourself like, Hey, did I actually make a change to my business that from a perception perspective, from a client perception that maybe removes some of that human feel to it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, humanization that we talk about all the time is such a huge factor that just making sure that you still have some, some of what I consider that roughness to it, that really, you know, for instance, when a client sends you a message, they're not expecting a message 10 seconds later. That's, that's not realistic. That's, that's robotic. And I think that's where um, the, the lag in messaging illustrates that, Hey, this is a real person on the other end. So I think there's some imperfections in coaching that, that around the kind of humanization of it that are so critical for the authenticity. Oh my gosh. Engaging in perfection sounds like a PDF that we're doing on it like, could be a PDF. engaging coaching experiences. I like that idea. Um, so. Well, here's where the, it gets a little less blurry. The value of this idea um, is actually on the marketing side, um, where it, in my opinion, becomes very clear that productizing your offering is, is extremely valuable and you should be doing it. Um, and this is primarily because no one is out there looking for quote, personalized coaching. That's just not what people are are trying to get to, right? They have a, a, a future version of themselves in mind. Uh, however they want to grow as a person. That's the outcome they have in mind that they want to get to. They're like, oh, I want to be able to play the piano or I want to be able to, um, you know, 5X my sales this quarter or I want to be able to, you know, run a marathon next year. Whatever that outcome is, that's what they have in mind. And productizing helps you actually define your program offering. And that's Mm -hmm. what people come and buy. They stay for you, but they buy this kind of pretty little packaged program so you think about, you know, your favorite software sites, your product sites that you see all over the place, very specific about what you're kind of getting when you, when you purchase something, if you can describe your program that way, then you're making it much easier for someone to make a buying decision than just saying, oh, I'm going to trust this person who's just saying they do personalized coaching to be able to get me to this outcome that they don't even mention in their, in their pretty little web page that just talks about one-on-one coaching. This is a big problem in sales and it's, it's actually really well-defined and documented within the sale, within sales itself that it's, it's maybe worth taking a page from this playbook that those within the coaching world, maybe, you know, obviously they're not sales experts. So this is maybe just a nice tidbit to, to, to kind of realize is that there's a huge problem in the sales process that in a lot of early stage companies don't, don't address well that is kind of really defining to prospects the next step along the way. Like what, what's the next step in the sales process? Because every company has a different sales process or in every company or client probably has a different um, idea in mind and kind of what the buying process looks like for them. So it's really important 
as you're starting to have these conversations that you can kind of really define to people, like what are the milestones in the relationship to go from kind of point A to point B. And I think that gets much more difficult if you don't really have definition to your offering that, you know, I can't say enough exactly to your point that if, if you are just trying to market yourself coaching, I just, I put myself in a prospect shoes and it's like, well, what the hell am I signing up, signing up for here? And it's, it sounds funny, but it, it, these are the things we're seeing though. I mean, between you and I, we're having conversations with dozens of coaches a week, probably. I think all I do each day is I'm working with partners on these implementations and it's, we see the same things. I mean, and, and, you know, we hear from the sales side too. And it's just one of those things where it's really important, the better, the more we can kind of add that definition, the more it's going to help us as we're trying to articulate to prospects hey, this is what we're going to be doing. And, you know, maybe that's why you, you talk about like your assessment because that needs to be done. And maybe there's like an onboarding form and then there's, you know, whatever there is, but you need to be able to kind of articulate it in these all, this all kind of wraps up and weaves into what your overall package is and what it's not and being able to really communicate that. Yeah. And you guys know this coaching is all about the, the client, right? And where they want to go. So it's weird to be marketing it as me coaching you know it's yeah. about them make it about them not about you <laughs> it doesn't make any sense key lesson from today make it about them <laughs> i think you just summed it up right there uh, but seriously and, and you know i i've heard this too in, in conversations as well like i do really personalized coaching i don't know really it like it doesn't click for people that they actually can define steps along the journey immediately and I would just say, think about it this way as a first step down this road. Imagine the ideal client coming to you and they're at a certain point and you're getting them to a certain point. Write literally that story, like mm-hmm. the story of, of this client's experience working with you. And you're going to come up with along the way several things that are things that you like circle as steps that, you know, whether they're aha moments or realizations that the client comes to along the way or specific things that you deliver along the way to them that, that you'll notice fit the kind of idea of kind of like a bullet point or a step along the journey to this outcome. And you'll end up with a list that looks like a product offering on a web page that you've seen for a thousand software products or something like that. Um, you know, it'd be like, okay, you're going to, you know, gain more freedom and, and sell 5X your, you know, make 5X your sales this year you know, and you start writing the story of Jake, who's a struggling salesperson in, in year two of sales at this big company and starting to work with them. And you're like, well, Jake uh, started meeting with me and we really got to open his mind to this new mindset and understand his core beliefs and how that connects to making sales circle, uh, realign his mindset. <laughs> you know, that yeah. becomes bullet point one. And then you keep going down and you get bullet point two and you circle that. And that becomes the next piece of the little you know, packaged little product offering that you get with a little button on the bottom that says buy now, right? Um, or book a call or whatever, whatever it is to get someone to the next step, but packaging it so that it's super clear and defined, even if it is a bit fuzzier, once they actually start working with you is the way to actually get people into the program in the first place and into working with you. I think to your point, mapping out customer journey, incredible, incredibly helpful. And I think really is a key step in, in helping define kind of those, those key steps or those key, you know, elements that kind of make up your program. I think that's just such a good example. I know um, first I ever heard about that was Jack Dorsey. One of the founders of Twitter was really, was really a big advocate in that years ago. I remember reading in the Twitter book probably five years ago at this point, but um, 
great exercise for anyone who is trying to really kind of better define what their offering is. Did you see his beard during the uh, hearings they were having? I did. I was, oh I was, uh, <laughs> I was super impressed at really, really good strong. beard action for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think he was rocking a nose ring and a big beard and it yep. was oh, just amazing stuff. Yeah. I, I just never have never loved that guy more than I did in that moment. <laughs> You know, it's fun. It is funny though. Now I feel like um, this is one of my other, you know, this silver lining. I think everything going on this year has been the level of authenticity now. Like I think, you know, there was a great meme that showed like what zoom calls looked like in March versus what they're like now, you know, in March when we all tried to like act like we were super professional and wear like super nice clothes on, on a zoom call versus now we're all just like, Hey, this is, this is who I am. Like take it or leave it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, maybe I have a beard, maybe I have a nose ring, who cares? Um, and I think there's been a really niche, you know, I think now we're all, we're all going through it together. And I think this level of authenticity has created just an awesome, awesome opportunity within business too, that you can, you can really just make yourself so much more approachable. Um, so I'll be curious to see as we get into 2021, kind of where this takes us. Like, is this here to stay or are we going to go back to wearing, you know, suits waist up on, on Zoom calls? <laughs> well, I hope somebody does that, but it'll be more of a, it'll be, it'll be more of a bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The best part was I had one a couple of years ago. This was actually pre-COVID, but that uh, our cat hopped on my shoulder like a parrot on a call. And I, I love moments like that in Zoom sessions, like coming from the sales side, because I think it's, it's just anything like that that happens at home. I think it's just so relatable. Everyone's, you know, we, everyone has pets or kids or whatnot running around. And I think it's just such a great way to like get people's walls down and like build a connection with people and stuff like that. So it was, uh, it was pretty funny. Although I will say the person who was on the other end of that call did not show any change of expression when that happened, which I was shocked about. I was like, I am on this side with a cat on my shoulder, like a parrot. Why is this not getting a reaction? That's unacceptable. That is truly unacceptable. I hope we don't still work yeah. with that person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think we do, but um, I guess in, in, I guess getting back to our actual podcast, the um, I guess is closing. I don't know if anything you want to kind of tease with some nudge stuff coming. I know you, you alluded to earlier of some, some touch points and emails coming. Guys, we've got so much stuff coming. So we're behind the scenes in testing mode of this big product release coming at the end of January. Um, lots to update you guys on. And we're at a point in kind of testing where things actually look sort of like they're going to look when it comes out. Um, so it wouldn't be just a total distraction to start sharing with you guys. So if you're on our email list already, getting our emails, um, Look out for some touch points over the next couple of weeks, several weeks leading into the update to start to show bits and pieces of what's coming out and kind of ways that you can start thinking about how you can take advantage of it or planning to take advantage of it. Um, Also going to tie in the fact that we are running a new cohort of the mastermind right after this thing launches. And the reason that's going to be super fun, Mm -hmm. our program builder mastermind is because we're actually going to have the new product in our hand at that point. Or at least God, I hope so, because I'm really, really selling it on this, aren't I? Um, <laughs> this is this is going to turn into one of those like software uh, stories gone wrong. I'm talking about how the product's going to be in people's hands. I sure hope so, because what's going to be so cool about that is, you know, instead of these kind of planning sessions where we're helping you, you know, map out in different tools how you can build out your program in a way that fits within what we're developing. Um, we're going to actually be able to jump into the software and start building together. 
Mm-hmm. And one of my goals for it is actually, and I haven't talked about this at all yet. This is just a crazy idea, but having a handful of the folks who sign up for this mastermind group at the end of the session or like a, a week or two after get back together and invite each other to their programs so they can experience each other's programs oh, that's cool. the beginnings of it. Um, and to start this kind of cycle of feedback so we can start to kind of build and learn together. The reason I want to do this is because like, I'm about to spend two weeks right at the beginning of February acting like I am the world's greatest developer of, you know, coaching programs using this tool that no one has ever seen before, but us, right. Mm -hmm. Um, We're developing a new form to deliver these programs online, right. Through a mobile app, a coaching app that you can basically customize, right. You can build out these bits and pieces and deliver them uh, as your coaching program. Well, there's a whole lot of experiential learning that's going to happen right after we talk about this thing that hasn't (laughs) been launched yet. Um, So I want to set this up in a way that we all kind of learn together and very quickly our customers are going to become better than us at using our own platform. It's kind of the goal here. So I want to make sure that as part of the value of the mastermind, which is only going to be 99 bucks, which I, you know, I feel like it's worth a lot more than that, but Hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, you get to kind of experience what other people are doing and learn from each other faster so that, you know, you guys are going to be the world's leading experts on how to deliver programs through your own coaching app after this, not me. Yeah. I, I and it was amazing. Cause I thought in the first cohort, I was amazed of kind of everything I learned from mm-hmm. all of our partners that were on there that I'll be curious to see kind of, as this comes out, as you said, kind of over the next month or so, really kind of what we learn and kind of what everyone learns from each other in terms of kind of building more effective online programming, which I think, I think the entire industry needs. So I think it'll be, great that to kind of collaborate together on this as we're trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you aren't on our email list, uh, you can pop over to nudgecoach.com, create a free account. Um, you can start playing around with it, but you also get on the email list that way. Um, and if you are just look out for these emails about more information, we'll also have more on the mastermind coming up, but you know, just all I can say is I'm, I'm literally giddy about it right now. Cause I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and what else do we have coming? Jeez, I feel like we have all kinds of stuff going on. Well, it sounds like there's a webinar coming in January at some point. Yeah, we're probably going to end up doing a couple, I'm sure. Um, there's going to be the like, okay, prep, we we're launching this in a couple of weeks webinar. And then the, oh crap, we need to, you know, circle back on some stuff. Webinar. <laughs> yeah, a lot coming out. Q1 is going to be fast and furious. So, um, for one, I appreciate all the great feedback we've gotten from our partners through all this. So, um, if, someone new out there, feel free to shoot us a note to um, either through Instagram or obviously through any of our nudge lines. But um, yeah, I mean, we basically all this content comes from the conversations we have with people each week. So that's right. Shout out to all of you. Um, If you enjoyed this, there's more of this on YouTube. You can actually see our faces. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube and you like, you know, listening to podcasts on the go, Spotify, Apple podcasts, whatever you use, um, check us out. And I guess we will see you again next time. Although I'm not positive when that's going to be. We need to talk about when we're going to record. The holidays. We need to come up with the holiday schedule. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Look out for emails if you're on the email list. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.